We're going to turn in our Bibles to the book of Jude, and I'm not going to speak very long here. I'm just going to share something with you that God uh, has put on my heart to share with our listeners and our supporters, our friends, our partners, those of you that, that are an active part of the ministry, whether it's through listening or whether you partner with us. However, however you're involved with the ministry God has given us, I want to share this word with you because we are living in a time where I believe we're going to see some very miraculous things happening in just the not-too-distant future. Let's turn to the book of Jude. It's just one chapter. And I want to read, I want to start reading um, in verse 19. And I'm not going to give you a background on this book, but I want to tell you that Jude actually looked into the end times when he wrote his book. Of course, he wrote it for the Christians who he wrote the letter to back then, but he was writing with our generation, I believe, in mind also. Here's what he says. We're just going to start, well, let's start in verse 17. We could go through the, the entire book of Jude and, and just teach it verse by verse, and it would be extremely powerful. We don't have the time to do that here for our purposes today. Perhaps sometime we'll do. Jude 17, but beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you there should be mockers in the last time. Mockers. I hate to say it, and it's terrible that I have to say it, but I believe there are many in America today that are mocking the God of the Bible, that are mocking God's messengers, that are mocking the church. Well, according to Jude's epistle, this is normal for the last times. This is normal stuff for the last days that we're living in. Mockers will come. Who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves. Now pay attention to that particular phraseology. Because beloved, I want to encourage you to never, ever, for any reason, never pull away from a local body of believers. Because it, you, you've heard this expression before, the first banana that leaves the bunch is the one that gets peeled. When you separate yourself, when you isolate yourself from the rest of the body of Christ, you are setting yourself up for the deception of ungodly lust in the last days. And if that happens, your very behavior will be a mockery to God. You will actually mock God by your behavior of disfellowshipping with the church. First of all, that's mocking God. But also, it will lead you into other behaviors that are not proper for a Christian to be involved with. And, you know, we don't really have time to argue with folk. But I'm sure that a lot of people would say, well, you know, I don't go to church and, and I read my Bible and I do, I do the right stuff and it doesn't bother me not to go. Well, I don't want to have to be the one to tell you you're a liar, but you're a liar. 
according to the Word of God. You see, you need the church and the church needs you. Christians go to church. Christians are a part of a church. They don't just simply go. They're a part of not only the body of Christ at large, but we were designed to become a part of a local body. And when you pull away from that, you open the door and invite deception. These be they who separate themselves. Sensual. Most of the time, when there is a separation, it is for sensual reasons. For reasons of the flesh. This one got upset about that, and this one got upset about this, and that one got upset about the other, and just carnality, baby stuff, sensual. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to pull away from the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to become offended. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to get angry at a person to the point where it disrupts relationship, to the point where it prohibits you from sharing the gospel with them in some form or fashion. And on and on and on we could go. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. But you, beloved. Now here, here's where Jude's saying, here's what I want you to do. In the times you're living in today, in the fast-paced world of end times, here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to become bitter. I don't want you to become angry. I don't want you to be offended. I don't want you to pull away from the church. I don't want you to separate yourselves and isolate yourselves. And I don't want you to live a sensual life. But here's what I want you to do, Jude says. Build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Now, actually when you pray in the Holy Ghost, which is you pray in other tongues, you can also get in the Spirit in prayer in English. But in other words, when you're building up your faith, when you're praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, then you are actually in the place where God will keep you in the times that we're living in. And I slowed down to say that because of the next verse. Read it. Keep yourselves in the love of God. We're living in times where, you know, we're all busy. We've all got pressing deadlines and we've all got things that need to be attended to and taken care of. And we're living in such times that we can actually become the very opposite of Christ-like in our daily lives. We can rationalize and justify doing it if we're not careful. And so the first thing I want to encourage you here from the words of Jude is to build up yourselves on your most holy faith. In other words, get in the Word of God, stay in the Word of God, listen to sermons, listen to teachings, read your Bible, go to church, build up your faith, and secondly, pray in the Holy Ghost. And if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you need to be in order to face the times that we're facing 
uh, on planet earth right now you'll need Holy Ghost power to help pull you through that you'll need that prayer language to be able to reach up into heaven hallelujah and pray a prayer of purity unsullied by the flesh unsullied by carnal desire So if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, ask Jesus to fill you. Ask Jesus to fill you. And again, let me say quickly that not all praying in the Spirit is done in other tongues. Some of it is in English. You're just in the Spirit. You've heard me teach before on being lost in the Spirit. You get that way, sometimes it'll come out in other tongues. Sometimes it'll come out in English. Sometimes nothing will come out at all. Sometimes you'll shout and hoop and holler and sometimes you'll cry. Hallelujah. Get in the Spirit and, then, and build up your faith by the Word of God. How does, how does faith come? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. This is a time to push in closer to God, closer to Jesus Christ than you've ever pushed into Him before. We live in a time where we're about to see some things unleashed on this planet. All of nature is upset. I've never seen the rainstorms uh, that the Mid-Atlantic has been getting in 2016. I've never seen quite this way. And, 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 and on and on we could go and list different parts of the country that have their unique problems and it's intensified this year. Seems like we're a little more blessed in Michigan this year than we usually are. We've actually seen a little more sun. But we're living in times where nature itself is going to be in upheaval. There's going to be tension in our lives just trying to deal with a society that is in revolt against God. Plus the ordinary cares of life that you and I have to face every day, you know, to pay our bills and put food on the table and all these things. It produces a tension in the Christian just like it does in people in the world. You know, don't, don't get it in your mind that just because you're a Christian, you're never going to feel the pressure again. You're going to feel more pressure because the devil wants to stop you from fulfilling God's plan for your life. And so you're going to even feel more pressure than you did before, perhaps. But Jude said, build up yourself on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. He said, keep yourselves in the love of God. As if, that is written as if that's going to be a challenge at times to do so. When people treat you wrong, keep yourselves in the love of God. When people backbite you, keep yourselves in the love of God. When the boss fires you, keep yourself in the love of God. When things aren't going your way, when things aren't going well for you, keep yourself in the love of God. You see, God will honor that and reward that obedience. Glory to God. So we build up our holy faith, pray in the Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. Now what that means, it doesn't mean that we have compassion on, on, on some and we ignore others. It means that God is going to bring people into your circle of influence that He intends for you to influence for the kingdom. And on those, have that compassion, hallelujah, 
Have that compassion. Take that extra minute. I know you're busy. I know you're in a hurry. I know there's pressure. But take that extra moment to have compassion and make a difference in that person's life. Even though all of these crazy things are going on in the world today. We just had that shooting in Orlando. We just had the young lady, a Christian singer, giving a concert, signing autographs. Somebody walks up and shoots her. All of these things, it's, it's an attack against the blood of Jesus is what it is. And it's going to intensify right here in the United States of America. And even with that going on, we are not to lose our compassion. We are to stop and take the time to make a difference in somebody's life by sharing the love of Christ with them and by sharing the gospel with them in the days that we're living in. Amen. Praise God. This is a great way to live. This is a great way to live. This is a thrill. This is the adventure of a lifetime. Let's read that again. Build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look for mercy in every situation. Look for the mercy of Jesus unto eternal life. And of some, have compassion, making a difference. And others... See, there's sometimes... You're going to have to have that real compassionate touch, that real touch of understanding. And others, it says, save with fear. You see, there's a time then that they're going to be won by preaching strong, by sharing a strong witness, by issuing a stern rebuke. You see, it's all some have compassion, others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. And so in the day that we're living in, while we're loving people, and while we're doing the ministry of the church, and while we are deepening our connections as the church, and while we are reaching out to the unchurched and the lost, while all that's going on, we do not compromise the word of Almighty God. We stand on what the Scripture says, for every issue of morality, for every issue of teaching, we go to the book and we stand on it firmly and we hate the garment that is spotted by the flesh. And then he closes out his little epistle by saying, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. Praise God. What a way to close out a letter. And what I want to tell you today, <clears throat> other than what we've already talked about, somebody asked me the other day, and in reality many people have been asking me for quite some time, where I thought we were in, in this whole end times picture. And i got to be honest with you, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next. I know there are some things on the horizon that we can look for. We're not going to go into that here today. <clears throat> We're not going to talk about how Damascus, Syria will be destroyed according to the Word of God. We're not going to talk about the war of Ezekiel 38 and 39. We, we, could, we could talk about those things, but we're not going to do that today. But where I believe you and I are, 
where the rubber meets the road on an everyday basis in the body of Christ today is this. Two things. We really need to get closer to Jesus than we've ever been in all of our lives, and that's all of us included, barring none. I need to be closer to Jesus than I've ever been before in all of my life. I mean, I, I need to spend time with Him. I need to hear His voice. I need to know His voice. I need to know His Word. I need to spend time worshiping Him in, in prayer and in love more than at any other time in my life. And this is just something that, I mean, it keeps me up at night knowing the, these things. This is something I feel so strongly in my spirit that I, can, I can't go a day without picking up the Word. And I, I never have anyway. I've, I've read the Word every single day of my Christian life in one form or another. <coughs> but it seems like lately I just, I just want to know. I just want to be in that Word. I just want to know what the Spirit's saying to the churches. Neighbor, we need to press in like never before. We need to lay aside the cares of this world. We need to lay aside the distractions of life. And we need to spend time in His presence. We need to be filled with His Spirit. We need to, we need to take the time to understand the heart of Christ for the people of the earth in the times that we're living in. It's easy, as we read in Jude's exhortation, it's easy to get out of sync and to get all bent out of shape over a bunch of stuff that doesn't even really matter. And one day when it's all said and done, and when this whole life is over, it isn't going to matter at all. But what will matter is the time we spent with Jesus and the time that we reacted and responded with the love of Christ to those around us. That's going to matter. That's going to be stored up as eternal treasure in our accounts. And oh, what a priceless jewel. That's the first thing I want to tell you. We need to seek His face as never before. We need to really know the heart of Jesus. Not just you know, think we do, or, or not just take a few scriptures and, and go off the proverbial deep end and, and thinking that that's Jesus, but Jesus, what really is your heart for us right now? And just stay in that presence until He reveals it to us. That's the first thing. More of Jesus and less of me. Not I, but Christ. You can say it in so many different ways. But the answer, my friends, to this world's dilemma, the answer is Jesus Christ. And we are here as His church. We are to be His representatives. And so we've got to know Him. We've got to know His heart for the people of planet Earth right now. And secondly, the second thing, is that we need to really reach out to the lost. We, we need to overcome our fears of speaking to them. We need to overcome the I don't have time syndrome. It, it, the world's not going to do it for us, so we need to slow down the pace of our lives enough to be able to win a soul to Christ. 
And God never intended it to be any different. He never intended us to rush right by the people who need Jesus the most. I don't care what we've got to do. I don't care what bill has to be paid. I don't care what needs to be done. I don't care what time frame we're on. God never intended us to rush right by humanity. And he said in the passage that we read today, he said, some you're, you have to have compassion, others save with fear, but by all means pull people out of the fire. You know, because there's coming a day when America may experience the wrath of God. In just a few days, I'm going to have noted prophecy author Woodrow Polston on my radio program. Woodrow has written some good books. He wrote Enemy of the Saints about the Antichrist. He wrote Preparing America for the Wrath of God. He wrote a little commentary like on the book of Enoch, which is an ancient writing, very interesting. And the one thing that I'm hearing in my spirit as I contemplate these teachings and, and the times that we're living in, I mean, you can turn your newscast on and see that we're living in a time that's not like other times that you and I have experienced in our lifetime. I mean, we, we've come through some things before, but this is different. There's been a shift in the atmosphere, and it hasn't been for the better. There's been a shifting in the warfare. And it's more intense than I've ever seen it. That does, now just because these things are true, and they are, doesn't mean we're not going to have victory. <laughs> Praise God, because we're in Christ, and we're going to have the victory. Amen. God might pour out His judgment, but not on me. But I'll tell you this, as judgments hit the nation, it will affect Christian and non-Christian alike. We need to be in prayer about these things, folks. If God strikes with an economic judgment, I'm going to be affected by that because I live in this country. You're going to be, I don't care how close to God you are, you're going to be affected by it because you live in this country. We, that we need to be in prayer about these things. We need to ask God some things. And He tells us in His Word how to pray in, in times of judgment. He tells us how to pray in different and varied situations. But we never want to be too busy that we just let our neighborhoods go to hell. I think we've done that. I think that's exactly what we've done in the modern era of the church. We've just become so preoccupied, so busy, so taken up with daily routines, with whatever, that we have failed to share the gospel with our neighbors, with our families, with our friends, even in the church sometimes. We let one another slide through the cracks because we are preoccupied. And I believe the Holy Spirit is saying, you need to slow your pace down. Spend time in my presence and slow down and touch those who are in the world around you, in your circle, whoever you have contact with, whoever you have influence over, to touch them for the gospel as never before. Because I want to tell you something, when you die, it's too late to accept Christ. 
When you have breathed that final breath, there's no more hope after that. Eternity cannot change after that. And so today is the day of salvation, the scripture says. Now is the time that we must reach them in Jesus' name. And so that's what I want to encourage you. If, if, if you've listened and, and, and been a part of this ministry in any fashion, not, not just money, we thank God for those of you who give. Because without that, we wouldn't be able to run as fast as we're running. We wouldn't be able to go as far as we're going. So I thank God for everybody who gives. But maybe, maybe you listen on a regular basis. I, don't, I can't, can't tell you how many letters I get from people who say, you know, we've, we just listen for you every day. We listen for that, uh, that audio or, or that Facebook post or that tweet or whatever. I guess you call it tweets. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds kind of funny to me. but And we just, we just get fed by that. However you've been interacting with our ministry, I want to encourage you. There are storm clouds on the horizon, but you can make it. But I believe there's two things, as I've said, that are essential, vital to your making it. Number one, you need to get closer to God than you've ever been in your life. Number two, you need to reach out to those who don't know the Lord. And you need to share your faith and your testimony and your love with them in the time that we're living in. And I believe as the storm clouds gather and as the winds begin to blow, I believe we will be in a safe harbor if we're doing those two things. I believe that no matter what happens, you can't shake a Christian off their peace who knows their God. And I mean, you can take their life. You can dry up their funds. You can cause them some problems and difficulties, but they'll receive it with a heart of joy if they know they're God. The flesh will battle, but you can't take away the sanity of a Christian who knows Jesus Christ in an intimate fashion. Now their flesh, you know, hey, listen, my flesh battles with this stuff sometimes. If I'm running low on finances and I've got deadlines to meet, or if, if I'm running out of daylight and I've got 16 things left to do on the list, or you know, just the same as anybody else, my flesh will battle with that. But I have a deep and abiding peace in my heart, and it's more and more every single day as I get to know Jesus better and better every single day. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, there ain't nobody, uh, ain't nobody around here perfect at doing this stuff. So get that out of your mind right now. There's going to be a battle. There's going to be a fight. But you can win. That's what I'm telling you. You can win if you'll get to know God. If you'll go after God harder than you've ever gone after Him before. And if you'll share your faith with a world that is about to implode. I believe God will honor that. And God will reveal Himself to you. And He will be your peace. And He will be your wisdom. And He will be your stability in troublesome times. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. I want you to be aware. And I want you to be ready 
for things that might happen. But first and foremost, I want you to know that God is in control. And I want you to know that God won't let you down. And I want you to know that if you'll chase Him, He will be found by you. In every situation. In every struggle. In every moment of life. Until that moment that you step on over to the other side. To be with Him for all of eternity. And glory to God, glory to God. What a prize. What a, what a prize of a high calling is that. Hallelujah. We get this tendency to think in our lives that everything is all about now. It's not. It's hard to see that. But we have a high calling throughout all of eternity. So seek Him with everything within you. Chase after the Lord like never before. And watch God do something totally phenomenal in your life in these last days. Heavenly Father, thank You uh, for this few short moments to share with the people today. God, I just praise Your holy name. God, I worship You. God, I love You so much. And Father, I ask that You bless every one of my friends and my neighbors and my partners in a very special way, God. Touch their hearts and lives in a very special way right now. Reveal Yourself big in their lives, God, and anoint them for their task. In Jesus' name we ask it. And everybody would say, Amen and Amen.